Yeah, there's a same recording back there. You ready? All right, it's okay. You ready? Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Saleggi, and it's Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. And once again, we're very honored, privileged to have with us a man of men, somebody that knows the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, what America was, what it is. No one else like him, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, thanks for being here today. Uh, pleasure to be here, Gerald. Thank you. Thanks for the generous uh, introduction. Well, it's the truth. And it's in your article, um, you know, it's so, it's so sad. Uh, uh, the article that you have coming out tomorrow that people really need to, to uh, read. And again, you, you follow the judge. You go to his, uh, his website, Judging Freedom. And uh, he, he's given you the information that you're not getting anywhere else when it comes to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and what happened to our life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And neither liberty nor safety is the article that you're coming out with. And it begins with those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. So we're talking about basically uh, the vast majority of the people yes. because uh, they give up liberty like that, swallowing the crap spewing out of the mouths of little political boys and girls that promise to give them safety if they give up their liberty. And we saw that you know, time and time again, and you write about it in detail, but you begin with Benjamin Franklin's famous one-liner about the relationship between liberty and safety has intrigued me since I first read it in high school. Why would anyone sacrifice personal liberty? And how does that sacrifice equate to temporary safety? This is the uh, devil's bargain, as Roger, uh, the late great Roger Ailes called it, uh, that the government makes with us. Hey, give me your liberty and I'll keep you safe. This is what Franklin warned against. Now, he, he was warning against sacrificing the liberty to be a free nation in return for the safety of the protection of the king and his government. He used this one-liner to embarrass the undecideds and the loyalists uh, into joining uh, the revolution. But his statement was as relevant, is as relevant today as it was then. Look at what happened to us two and three uh, years ago with the COVID lockdowns. State governors and city mayors, and to a certain extent, President Trump uh, himself, who had the misfortune of being in the White House at the time that all this happened, said, you know, stay home, don't go to work, wear a mask, don't go to mass, don't go to temple, don't go to church, don't go to mosque, don't go outside. You can go to a liquor store, you can go to a tattoo parlor, uh, <laughs> but you can't, you can't you can't go to Costco or ShopRite. Uh, you know, it was absurd what they put us through. And how did they get away with it? Because the people let them. Because the people like sheep surrendered their liberty in return for the promise of temporary safety. Why do I raise this now? We all know the argument what happened. Because of one of those stories that's below the radar screen that only one media outlet is reporting. 
uh, Steve Forbes at Forbes Media reports that the Department of Homeland Security has been coercing TikTok, the, the app owned by ByteDance, owned by the Chinese government, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, that they are coercing TikTok into surrendering its algorithms and its operating systems to the federal government. Now, this is work product, private, proprietary. It's like the government knocking on your door saying, give me all the codes to uh, all of your uh, electronic devices. Why would anybody do that? Because the government is threatening to shut TikTok down. Why? You guessed it, in the name of safety. The government wants to keep us safe from TikTok. Uh, a child's toy, even though sometimes I use it, uh, that that uh, basically posts what you give it. The government says, we'll keep us unsafe. It's going to spy on us. Nobody spies on us more than the federal government. They want that algorithm, so, algorithm of TikTok so that they can use it against us. If TikTok, if you go to TikTok and post something and they somehow get inside your, your uh, mobile device or your desktop, you can sue them for computer hacking. But when the feds spy on you without a search warrant, you are out of luck. You are just a victim. And their spying is so sophisticated, you don't even know that you are a victim. That's why I wrote this article. Uh, you know, you go on in this article about um, how they've robbed us of our freedom and liberty. And you begin with before, of course, the revolution happened, the the um, you say the the history of the world is the chronic is the chronicle of liberty against safety. Safety is the excuse given by tyrants when they take freedom by compelling or prohibiting or intruding. From George the Third and his Stamp Act in 1765, which resulted in British agents searching colonial homes without individualized suspicion, to George W. Bush and his Patriot Act of 2001, which enabled one federal agent to authorize another to search without any warrants in defiance of the Constitution. Tyrants have consistently claimed safety as the excuse and prohibited benefit and purported benefit of trampling liberty. Again, in both 1765 and 2001, the liberty sacrificed was the right to privacy, the right to be left alone. Think about it. You're talking about a tyrant like George III that brought on the American Revolution to a little stupid clown boy of nothing. A little boy of nothing. George W. Bush, a little daddy's boy, a little nothing. My daddy was George Bush and my grandpa was Prescott Bush. I'm a member of the club. I'm a little stupid jerk that's going to rob you of your freedom. And the majority of the people supported it. Yes. And they use a name that Orwell probably in his grave gave them the Patriot Act. You couldn't have a better name for robbing us of our freedom 
than the Orwellian name of Patriot Act. You know, this uh, Patriot Act uh, has sunset clauses in it. And every five years, it's ready to sunset. And what does Congress do? Every five years, they reenact it. Because the intelligence community, the deep state, has a grip on the throats of enough members of Congress. It has dirt on them. It knows how to scare them. It knows how to reward them. And they always vote to reenact this monstrosity, which is a direct assault a direct assault on the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment was written to keep the government off our backs, out of our bank books, out of our faces, out of our bedrooms, out of our living rooms, out of our uh, communications. That's not me. That's Justice William O. Douglas. And yet the government we elect hires deep staters to do just that, the opposite of what the Fourth Amendment was written for. They do what the what the Fourth Amendment was written to prohibit. And where um, are the people protesting this? You're the one with a few people talking about this. Where are the people? Again, as you mentioned right here in the COVID war, you 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 mentioned how people uh, you know just followed through and do what they were told. And of course, they attacked. I'm one of the most hated people in Kingston, New York, because I hold I held a rally, a freedom rally during when everything was locked down, when another arrogant little boy of nothing, another arrogant little nothing. My name is Andrew Cuomo. My daddy was Mario Cuomo, the governor of New York. And I'm telling you to close down your businesses. But again, and you know why they left the liquor stores open? Because they get a lot of tax money on, on booze. Correct. That's why they wanted it. Correct. Oh, and that little clown boy that... Um, I renamed the Tappan Zee Bridge after my daddy, the Mario M. Cuomo Bridge. Oh, you forgot to put the M there. Take down that sign and redo it and put that M up there. Yeah, it costs us $30 million. You're not exaggerating. This is, a, this is what happened. These are the clowns and the people bow down, bend over, and suck the crap coming out of their mouths. Liberty is a dirty word. You're only allowed to follow the government. Well, when you held that rally, I was happy to be one of the speakers at it. But you're right. There were people there who harangued and harassed us uh, because we were defying government orders, orders for which the government had no authority, orders for which the government had no uh, had no consent. Orders that purported to tell you and your friends what you and we could do on your private property, your side yard, your beautiful garden. They can go take a hike when it comes to telling us what to do on private property. And the place was packed. Yeah, there were a couple of characters there, but it was overwhelmingly packed and much appreciated. Yeah. And again, thank you for coming and, and you know, what you've done. You know, it's, it seems like it was almost a lifetime ago. It was just two or three years ago. Yep. Yeah, it was 2000, July 2000. Yeah, 4th of July. You have over here, again, we're talking about we, we all lived through the government theft of liberty three years ago during the COVID scare. Government without lawful authority or personal consent stole liberty, promised safety, and delivered neither. It basically conducted a dry run for the next takeover 
of our once free society by scaring the daylights out of folks. It used it used fear, just like George uh, W. used fear to get the Patriot Act passed. Oh, there's a terrorist uh, inside every refrigerator and behind every bedpost and under every toilet. There are terrorists everywhere. We don't have time to get search warrants. The FBI's got to be able to go wherever its instinct tells it to go. Tell that to James Madison, who wrote the Fourth Amendment. Tell that to the British colonists who endured the same type of nonsense from the British king who allowed his agents to break down doors looking ostensibly for stamps. Yeah. <clears throat> you go, Jefferson bolstered Franklin's simple one-liner by his glorious language in the Declaration of Independence, asserting we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness? Why, how dare you talk about happiness? Happiness is not allowed. You know, you read Washington's farewell address. He uses the word happiness a number of times throughout it. You never hear that word anymore. Right. Happiness is not a part of the culture anymore. Well, the government hates when we use freedom uh, to pursue happiness. The government wants to regulate everything from our bodies to our thoughts, to what we do privately, to how we pursue uh, happiness. Jefferson and, and Franklin and, and their colleagues couldn't have imagined uh, the level of government scrutiny visited upon us today. I mean, the federal government was enacted to do only the 16 powers given to it uh, in the Constitution. There was no income tax. There was no involvement between the federal government and individuals. It was just the federal government and the states. Today, the Congress has become a general legislature that can right any wrong and regulate any behavior and, and tax any uh, event. To, to the war party, to the big government party, to the uniparty, I'm speaking of about 90% of Republicans and about 90% of Democrats. There are some progressives on the left in the Democratic Party that don't buy this, God bless them. There are some libertarians and, um, and free thinkers on the right that don't buy this either, God bless them. But the majority of Congress goes along with this. They think that taxation is good and more taxation is better. You know, again, it... it this happiness thing, you know, they just came out with a study, uh, Spotify. It had the, um, the young kids, Generation Z, they're born like from 1999, that, that group born there. The most songs that they are listening to are about sadness. Ooh. Start That's just not that is and not good. Think, but again, the pursuit of happiness. And again, you go back in a time like when we were young guys, you know, these songs you go, summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, summertime, summertime. Yeah, all these happy songs about, you know, in the in the generation before us, you know, summertime and the living is easy. You know, you spread your wings and you make to the sky. Now, summertime, no, it's no fun. Dancing in the street, remember those songs? No more right. dancing in the street. It, it no. shows you the decline of our culture. So here's, you know, 
here's the way I see it. The only way this is going to change, facts don't count. People don't, you know, my father may rest in peace. I get upset about something about, you say, son, take it easy. People have little minds. The only way I see it changing is with something the Italians did, a renaissance. Right. Yes. We need a renaissance. We need, we, what they said, I, I don't know the exact language because I can't speak Italian, but alla Romana all'antica, in the manner of the Romans and the ancients right. to describe the quality of their work. Could you imagine they're making work and they're saying this is the quality of the Romans and the ancients in the 1300s? We need to bring back a renaissance. That to me is the only way it's going to change because facts don't matter. People don't care about the facts, don't know about them. Their lives, their minds are in a different place. You have to get them with art, music, culture, and spirit. Again, right. just my thought. I agree. I agree with you 100%, Gerald. I, I don't know what will be the impetus for that other than uh, perhaps a, a revulsion and disgust uh, at life today. Before we came on air, you and I were talking about taking trains and Penn Station. Penn Station in New York used to look like a museum. The, the yep. current Penn Station looks like a garbage dump. Yep. The trains used to be magnificent. The food was fabulous. The service was terrific. People dressed up uh, to travel on them. Today, it, it's uh, it's the other extreme. That that is that is cultural, and it will take a sea change uh, in in people's thinking uh, to produce the type of renaissance uh, of which you speak. Again, you know, it, and it's the money they spend. It, you know, what was happening in, in Times Square uh, this past week, the big 117-year-old water main broke that had closed down the streets? Yeah. 117-year-old water main? Made of lead? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, but we just sent another uh, $250 million to Ukraine. Wow. Oh, and we need another 28 billion because that 113 billion dollar checkbook that Mrs. Pelosi and company gave me, I've spent it. And I got to keep spending because I want to run for re-election as a wartime president. So we're spending trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions, countless trillions of dollars in our lifetime, probably probably over well over a hundred trillion dollars for for the military industrial complex as our country's rotting in front of us taking the subway in new york is a night in calcutta the roads yeah. are rotten broken up everywhere bridges falling down that this the cities are homeless all over the place and where's the where are the people and look what the people look like so i'm telling you the only thing to me that's going to change is the renaissance and or a new political movement. And, and to me, we need a third party because the one thing, the two in power, the same crime syndicate with different names. Maybe it's Bobby Kennedy. If he can come around on a couple of issues, uh, issues, which are unfortunately separating himself from the freedom lovers, but maybe if he comes around on those, but we we certainly need a third party dedicated to Liberty 
property, prosperity, peace, and happiness. Yeah. Happiness. Yep. I love it. Mwah. Judge, <laughs> thanks for being on today. And everybody remember, go to the judge's website, Judging Freedom. He has a host of guests there that'll blow you away. They're really terrific. And what he does, and um, he's also, he's, he's on Newsmax. You could check him out over there as well. Judge, thanks for being on. It's a real honor to have you on here. And thank you for all you're doing as a true American patriot. Thank you for another happy Wednesday morning, Gerald. All the best to you, my friend. Ciao, ciao. All right. Can you get a smile? No, that's right. No smiles. Hey, Judge.